This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Best of all, with Anchor, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. So the possibilities are endless on what you can create. Whether you want to create a music analysis, your own radio show, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something that the world's never heard before. Anchor will even help publish your show to Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Oh, did I mention there's no copyright on the songs? Yeah, it's that easy. If you guys want to start a podcast that includes music or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much and let's get into the episode. Hi everyone and welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. In today's episode, I am recording with Emma. Emma is a graphic designer here in New York City. She's a freelance graphic designer, but she also started her own company, and she also started a company that um, brings other creatives together where they can exchange like tips and help each other out and talk about things that people don't talk about, like uh, what about, what do you do with contracts? What do you do with like your rate? How do you determine your rate? Things like that. And it's only $5 a month, which she gets into in the podcast. So that that's just that's something I needed you guys to know because I think it's such a cool idea. But anyways, Emma is a graphic designer. Like I said, she is amazing. She actually does my graphics for my podcast. Whenever I have like cool pictures on Instagram for the podcast, she's kind of helping me revamp it, which I'm very appreciative of her for. I also discovered her through Gals on the Go podcast. So she does the cover for them. She does all their graphics. She runs their social. So she's killing it with Gals on the Go, which that's actually how I found her. And then she's just doing so many other things. But Her graphics are so cute. If you guys enjoy aesthetically pleasing graphics and an aesthetically pleasing Instagram feed, you have to follow her, which of course it will be in the show notes. But in this episode, we just talk about how it is to freelance. I mean, she went to college, she got a degree and instead of working like the corporate job and going the corporate route, she moved to New York City and she's on her own and absolutely killing it but we talk about things that people don't talk about like what are the struggles with freelancing what are things taboo topics like picking your rate stuff like that contracts things that people don't know about that i think people should know about we talk about and this episode was a little shorter than i would like because we were recording at a studio and we were just running behind so i had to make it a little shorter because another person was coming in to use the studio but rest assured because she's going to be back for a second episode talking all about organization, which I'm really excited about because she's like queen of organizing. So I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. And if you do, please make sure to give it five stars. Also be sure to join the private Facebook page. I'm kind of gonna, I'm going to revamp the private Facebook page right now. So if you guys want to join, be sure to do that. I think in 2020, 2020 is going to be a great year for the podcast. I can feel it. It's going to be amazing. So be sure to join the private Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram if you guys want to see her graphics too. But I'm really excited for this episode to come out. I love Emma. She's such a sweetheart. And let's just get into it. Welcome to the Real Real Podcast with Natalie Barbu. Instagram might be your highlight reel, but we're here to talk about the real real. Hi, Emma. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to have you on. We've been talking about this ever since I met you. I was like, you would be 
perfect guest on my podcast. Yeah, I know. I remember the first time we met and we sat down, it was like five minutes into the conversation. But I know. I was like, do you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> so we're just going to get into setting the record straight, which is where I say some assumptions or stereotypes, and then Emma's going to say if they're true or false based on her own experiences. So the first one is New York City is a great place to freelance. I think that anywhere is a great place to freelance, mm-hmm. but I think New York definitely provides for some great opportunities and there's so many creators and people here to create with. So yeah. I I definitely think it's one of the top places, but I feel like you can also freelance anywhere. Yeah, I feel like everything is so remote now that yeah, it is easier. Um, and freelancing is better than working a corporate job. I think it depends. Again, I'm <laughs> going to be very um, not one-sided, but I think for me, um, I had internships, but I've never had a job job. So I went out, I will get into that, but I graduated college and went straight into freelancing um, and starting my own company. So for me, I think it is, but I could also see myself going the other way. And I think it depends on, you know, freelancing takes a lot of self-discipline. Oh yeah, I <laughs> bet. You have to be so on top of everything. Yeah. And then be motivated to get more clients. So motiv- Yeah, definitely the motivation and the self-discipline. So I think that depending on the person, it depends on if it's better for you or not. Yeah. And it's super competitive working in graphic design in New York City. We're just in graphic design in general. Yeah, I was gonna say because a lot of my, a lot of people I work for and work with um, aren't based in New York City. So, I think graphic design in general is definitely a competitive field. But I definitely think that there's still room for people. Like it's not oversaturated. Yeah, I think it's if anything we need more graphic designers because so many people are now doing online businesses or something online and even if you're starting a business not online you need a logo you need you need that design and like that's just not something a lot of people can do because it takes a talent like it's not just something you can learn I think because you have to have the eye for it there's also like so many different parts of graphic design that I think there's a space like there's a lot of things that I don't necessarily do and like there's a lot of things that I do do that others don't do and things like that so I feel like there's space for everyone yeah no that's super important and social media is important when working freelance. A hundred percent. Yeah, when people, I get a lot of DMs from people that are like, I want to be doing what you're doing. Like, you know, what are your tips? And I say, do you have an online portfolio? Like, do you have a, even if they had an online portfolio, but do you have an Instagram that you're putting your work on? Or even if you have like a highlight on your personal Instagram and you're putting your work there, something like that. And I say, are you promoting yourself on social? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, there you go. That's the pl- first place to start is Yeah, I actually had someone that came to me um, as a client for my consulting services and they wanted to start something with graphic design and they just didn't even know like where to start. And that that was the first thing I recommended. I'm like, okay, well, we need to make you a new Instagram and it needs to be for graphic design because I feel like it's important to have the separation between the two. Totally. Because Instagram is a very like aesthetic social media where you go on your feed, you see all you see your grid and it has to like look good. And your personal might not necessarily flow with your graphic design stuff. So I feel like it's important to kind of separate the two. No, I think, and it's also, there's some graphic designers out there that have the ability to like put their personal brand also in their graphic design. Like they put, you know, pictures of their dogs or pictures of their house or themselves. And Mm -hmm. I have a couple pictures of myself on mine, but mine's more like, uh, living in New York, that's one thing. Like the buildings are so beautiful and everything around. so everything is beautiful. (laughs) So it's easy to make those look like fit in the feed. But yeah, no, I don't put as much like of myself on mine as some designers do. So Mm -hmm. it's it's hard to like make it look because it is such an aesthetic part of it. Yeah. And now tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you went to school, how you grew up or where you grew up. Yeah. So I, I moved around a lot, but I went to 
college and high school in South Carolina. I went to USC um, for school. And I actually started out, um, I thought I wanted to go to med school. So that's, I want to talk about that. I have a question on that. <laughs> yeah. So I went into school as a biomedical engineering major, which I kind of has that design aspect of it. So that's kind of still where I th- say like, I, um, you know, had that still that still that design aspect of it. But um, yeah, I had full heart in going to med school from like junior year of college or high school on. And then my sophomore year of college, I switched to a marketing business major because I I kind of had like a mid, mid-college crisis of what am I doing? This is not what I want to be doing. So mm-hmm. I switched to marketing and that kind of led me, um, I started doing some like kind of design marketing and kind of Co- like it kind of goes together and I start, I'm completely self-taught with graphic design. So I had a good eye for it. I was doing stuff for like some clubs at school, my sorority and things like that. So I was doing like little graphic designs and more like, uh, like art, like painting and things like that. So that kind of w- what moved me from marketing to design was my like love for creating and things like that. So I kind of, uh, moved to that side. So yeah, so I graduated in May, um, and I moved to New York in June and I was started my technically started my company when I moved here. Like I, I like signed up for an LLC and everything like that. But I w- had been doing freelancing all through college. I started it in 2016 and my first client was actually I started going to this really small yoga studio in my college town. And I mentioned to her, I said, oh, my friend, um, I, can't, I think my, my friend Annie came like to your yoga studio because I tagged you my story. And um She's like, just, she's like, oh yeah, I met her, and she's like, what do you mean you tagged me in your story? She had no idea like about social or anything like that. Really? So, yeah. Well, she, I think she had like Instagram and stuff, but she like, it, I don't, it kind of spawned from that. So I started by like helping her with social and Facebook and some things like that, and some flyers and things like that, and that was my first client. And I actually bartered yoga for design. It was like my f- paid, quote unquote, yeah. paid. Um, so yeah, that was my first client, and from that she had like. She and was, did you do the graphics for her or did you just do social? I did like social graphics. Okay. So I was doing okay. like, I was designing and that's when I first, I like had been doing stuff on Photoshop and like messing around with it. I was like, cause when you're a student, you can get like a student mm-hmm. monthly price. So I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. It'll be fun to like learn. And I've been like teaching myself off like YouTube videos and Skillshare and things like yeah, that. Yeah. So you didn't have a class, like a graphic design course no, in school. No, okay. I didn't take any graphic design classes. Um, I took one in high school and mm-hmm. like my freshman year of high school and that was yeah. it. Yeah. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today, as it should, with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard earned cash when I need it most. 
Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Eras tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 400 50 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. I just wanted to take a quick break to thank TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds for sponsoring today's episode. Are you having trouble sleeping, focusing, or relaxing? If the answer is yes, then TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast has got you covered. This hour-long podcast is made to help you get rid of distractions, reduce stress, relax, and get better sleep. You can listen to the sounds of nature, white noise, relaxing music, and so much more. You can check out the TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast on Spotify or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. Um, but yeah, so I like was had been messing around on Photoshop. So she was like the perfect person that I was like, you know, I was bartering yoga for it. So it wasn't so much pressure, but like I still created great work for her. But mm-hmm. it was a great first client to like kind of teach myself and mess around with like what worked, what didn't work. And I think I've, what you said, like you have to have some kind of an eye for it. So I really like typography and like spacing all that kind of thing so I kind of had that like an eye for that I guess yeah Um, but yeah so it was really fun to learn like and from her like I would I mean I was only doing it like probably like twice a week after like doing all my homework yeah I was still a um, biology major at that point oh wow so you were doing this while you were still yeah so that's kind of what helped me make my transition to marketing and okay and I the reason I chose marketing but over like uh like viscom which is like graphic design at my school um 
was it was a business school so I thought like oh I could you know I'll have more job opportunities and things yeah, like that after yeah. and you can teach yourself graphic design yeah, yeah yeah definitely there's so many like so many tools and so many resources out there to teach yourself yeah um, so until this day I still teach myself like I'm yeah you know there's you know certain things that it's animation I'm trying to learn right now oh that would like, be cool yeah make your own gifs I'm in the process of making them for like that you can use on stories oh that's so cool yeah so that'll be fun do you look back at like your old stuff and think like oh my god that was so horrible or have you always been like pretty consistent with how I, you are I have always had the same like kind of style like I've always been it's funny because I'm if you could see me right now I'm wearing like all black I'm mm-hmm. not a very colorful person but my style design wise is pretty colorful um that's interesting yeah. that's really interesting <laughs> it's funny I you can go back on my Instagram and I used to like only have like white backgrounds on everything that I posted mm-hmm. and I was like trying to you know have it be more of like uh, I don't know like like hanging art on walls almost yeah like that yeah. Kind of thing and then I recently or not recently but like you can see when I switched to like making my whole feed like all different colors I was trying to make everything like go together and that's yeah. it's hard when you have when you're working with tons of different brands and different color schemes and everything mm-hmm. to make it go together yeah. But, because, like, when I look back at my old YouTube videos, I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> this is the worst thing ever. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if you have that same process as a graphic designer. or oh, definitely. But, but I feel like you have to have the eye. So, like, in the beginning, at least, your stuff wasn't horrible. But it would just – There's still some things in there that make you cringe a little bit. Like really? Like, the stuff for the yoga studio. Like, you won't see any of that stuff or anything. Like, I think I started my Instagram – I'm trying to think of when I – I think I started, like, March – of before I was graduating. So I started it because I had no, like, like I, I was not, I, I didn't know I was going to not, like, start my own business until probably, like, two weeks before I graduated. I had this, like. That's so scary. <laughs> yeah. I had, I interviewed for a ton of jobs, and I actually had a couple offers. And I was sitting there, like, kind of debating between my offers and thinking, like, not, I mean, I had, like, three offers, not anything crazy. But, yeah. Um, I was thinking about my like thinking about what I wanted to do and where like I wanted to go from there. Like I was thinking the next next step. Um, and I was like, you know what? I could be making more money doing it myself, and I could be like happier being my own boss. I think. <laughs> I, um, and I could. I, I don't know. I just thought like, and I was my positions that I was um, looking into were I was actually not none of them were graphic design positions. Two of them positions. Um, two of them were like social media management type of things mm-hmm. and one of them was like influencer marketing so um yeah and I was like you know what I don't really this isn't what I want to be doing I want to be doing what I'm doing right now and I was loving it and um at that point I'd been working for I work I'm the creative director of Gals in the Go podcast and, yeah that's how I found you yeah and um they kind of gave me a platform to grow and so at that point I was I knew I could go off on my own like I had proven concept um it wasn't like I was just like I'm gonna do this and yeah yeah was that a scary move for you to like do this on your own oh definitely I um yeah and I also like I put myself through school so going from do that to being on my own again was like kind of like I don't know, it was crazy, and moving to New York all at once. Yeah. It was, it was kind of crazy, and I, I, ha- I live with my, I live with my boyfriend here in the city. We've been together since high school, um, and so I was moving here with him, so I knew I had him, but I also didn't know too many people here, because mm-hmm. um, I have family, like, around New, the, like, New York, New York area, but um, I didn't really know too many people moving here after graduation and stuff, so yeah, it was definitely, like, a kind of scary, scary move. 
um, yeah, I had worked in marketing last summer um, in the city, and I had an internship. And so I had known kind of what it was like to live in the city, but I, it's different when you intern here. Um, it kind of feels like you're on an extended vacation. I bet. I bet. That's how I was. I lived in L.A. for a summer. So I was there for like two months, two and a half months. And I just remember like going to the best restaurants yes. and like never cooking. <laughs> Lit- yeah, literally. And spending paycheck, every single yes. paycheck. Yeah. Yes. And just like it, it literally was like I was there on vacation. Kind of totally. like when you study abroad, I feel like. Yes. I've never studied abroad, but I say that as if I know what it's like to study uh, abroad. But... I didn't study abroad either. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Like no, interning totally. here. It's exactly it. it is, it's like a long – studying abroad is a perfect, perfect example. Yeah, It's like a long vacation. So I – I moved here, um, and I think that New York is glamorized. When everyone moves here, they're like, oh, like, it's amazing. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in love. And at first, it I had interned, so I moved here kind of knowing what it was like. But still, it's different. I was living in, like, a, you know, you didn't have all your stuff here when you're interning. Like, you're living out of a suitcase. It's yeah. not, like, your apartment. It's not, you don't really have a schedule. Like, you kind of do whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. And your intern schedule is, like, crazy. So my first month, um living here I I was not I was like I don't know if I like this like what am I doing here like what I, month did you move here June so it was hot okay. very hot yeah. <laughs> and I'm from South Carolina so I'm used to heat but I was not used to heat um and the subway heat of oh that's another type of heat like, if you've never experienced that that is like just picture yourself in an oven but it's yeah. for like however long your commute is <laughs> yeah. and I was commuting pretty I live on the Upper East Side and I was commuting down like well at that point I wasn't really commuting because I was working from home but I started commuting in August when I joined a co-working space um I joined the wing which mm-hmm. we yeah we, where we met yeah. <laughs> um but yeah when I was in all oh, the summer here is I had no way I mean I had lived here last summer and I don't know why it did I maybe the summer was hotter or something like that but I was like not that the temperature is like the only thing that you know yeah it's hard I mean New York is a very hard place to move it is like I feel like I also glamorize it a lot like on my channel and like I'm like oh my god it's been my dream to live here forever like and it is and like I still think I'm in that like honeymoon phase where I'm in love with it here but at the same time like it is a hard place like if you don't love it before you come here like if you're not like it's been my dream to move here ever since I was little I'm obsessed with it you're probably not gonna love it at first because And even then, it's going to be hard just because it's a very tough place to live. It is. Like, and I love it now. Like, I couldn't imagine living anywhere else and, like, having a life anywhere else. Like, I mean, obviously down the road. But, like, right now, my – I just – you know, I'm in love yeah. with the city now. But it um, it also – you have to, like, relearn doing everything. Like, grocery shopping, doing laundry. Oh, God, yeah, grocery. <laughs> <laughs> I get my laundry sent out. I don't do that anymore. I just started doing that, and I, it was the best thing I've ever done. No, seriously, I did my laundry – once at the laundromat and I'm like never again (laughs) yeah no it it sounds so stupid like that we're complaining about laundry and like groceries but there's this like I don't know just be not being able to like you the line for the grocery store starts where you enter the grocery store no there are sometimes the Trader Joe's line will wrap around the store and like while you're in line you're like grocery shopping because you're literally wrapping around the entire store exactly which yeah. is a luxury though of doing freelance and like working for yourself is we can go at off times yeah i got like really tuesday nice. morning at like 10 a.m yeah no one's there exactly that's yeah. the right time to go. i went one time i was like i'm gonna go when it first opens there was a line i got there like it opens at 8 a.m or whatever i got there like 7:55 or something like that there was a line wrapped around the building outside no i was like what <laughs> you people are crazy. I'm going back. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard because, like, even – this sounds, like, complaining. and But even, like, uh, grocery delivery, like, 
I don't know. There's just something about doing it yourself. Oh, I hate getting the grocery delivered. That's yeah. one thing. It's like I need to see it in the shelves yeah. and like in the aisles. Like that's one thing. I I mean, groceries are hard, but I don't mind it that much because yeah. I do like walking and like. Same. I don't know. The grocery store near me is like 15 minutes away, which isn't oh, that nice. close, but it's not that bad either. Yeah, we so. don't have one anywhere near us, so I like go to the like I like Trader Joe's, I think yeah. Right, but I um I go to the one that's like closest the easiest subway so then I have my two bags and I like strategically get enough that's only two bags yeah in a backpack sometimes yeah and then I like carry them on the subway it's anyway it's it's yeah. a struggle yeah yeah I mean I love New York but being real here it's yeah. not the easiest place to live yeah definitely but being a freelance here what have been some of like your struggles and your challenges since you are like just moved here you just started your business what has been some like struggles that you faced yeah so I when I first moved here, I kind of mentioned it. I worked out of my apartment, and that got like I think anywhere you do that. It, and I was going to coffee shops and things like that. But here, there's a lot of people freelancing. So there's even like sometimes you go to a coffee shop and you can't find a seat, mm-hmm. or there's no charger, or um, you know if you're gonna be sitting there all day, you know you buy one coffee and then you have to buy lunch there, and then you have to buy like you know snacks and things like that because you can't like eat your own. You know, relax. no, it gets expensive. Yeah, yeah, it gets expensive. And so I was working from home a lot and I just was like I don't know I was like I'm a very extroverted person and I love people so being out being alone was like I was like I don't know if I should be I started like looking at jobs like oh maybe I should just get a job like I mean this is going really well but not being around other people is really hard and that's when I started people don't talk about that enough yeah it's it's hard and it's I think people like well I mean being lonely and being sad is like I feel like people talk about that but like Mm -hmm. being lonely and sad like while also being like successful Mm -hmm. is something that is like a weird concept that like how could you be sad when you're like doing well and like your business is doing well but yeah it just was it was hard like I don't know and I also had I would again I live with my boyfriend so he'd get home from his he is like he worked for a a startup at that point and he'd get home and be like and I joined a gym and things like that so I'd like the only people I'd see all day was the gym and maybe like a barista (laughs) <laughs> it's not like you can sit at a coffee shop and the person next to you is like you know working on something you're like hey like you know, no you don't talk at a coffee you shop you don't talk at a coffee shop um or even at the gym like so and the most I'd say is oh here's my card like checking in yeah so, call your name <laughs> yeah literally so um yeah so I'd keep get home and I'd be like or and I or I'd go to my friends after they all got off their nine to fives and things like that and I had some good friends here from my internship and things like that and from school and things like I had a couple um good friends when I first moved here but so I'd see them but everyone has a nine to five so I joined a co-working space I joined the wing which um I'm sure you've talked about on the podcast but it's an all women's co-working space um and they have a couple locations around the city and um around the country and now in London so they're yeah. worldwide <laughs> but just a little wing plug but um yeah so I joined that and that's the best thing I've ever done that changed my mood about New York about being an entrepreneur about my ability to do what I'm doing like I I because I haven't had a job I kind of felt like I don't have the right to be doing what I'm doing like I feel like everyone gets a job they hate their job they quit their job and then they start like Mm -hmm. their own business and I was feeling kind of like maybe I you know shouldn't be doing this and then I also felt like I wouldn't be able to pivot later on if I wanted to start a job, like start an actual career. Like I don't think that's true at no, all. No, no. And yeah. that's talking to people at the wing. People are so friendly at the wing. And they it is a coffee shop that you can chat mm-hmm. to people around. Like people want to be yeah. engaged with. And like there are spaces 
it's nice because there's quiet rooms where like you can't chat but most people are like so happy to like or they like will be like oh I see that you're working on like what are you working on and like things like that and I personally love that and Mm -hmm. I think that most people that are there and when I went in I went in with this like I don't know why I thought this but I thought everyone was gonna be like millennial age and it's everyone it's like it's such a cool diverse space you can see people that are on like their sixth career pivot and Mm -hmm. you know or learn so much yeah Yeah. I love I the events and things like that where you get to meet people and like you know the six-year-old woman that's just starting her you know her business and things like that I think it's so cool to be able to experience that and to be able to like see their past and it's just really it's like a great organic space to like learn and like learn about yourself I think too yeah and how do you meet people like how do you network so I know probably at the wing but like how do you get your clients clients um I reach out to some people like very rarely now most people it's referrals or word Mm -hmm. of mouth or social my Instagram is as I said Instagram is the best place and that's kind of where I get a lot of my clients it was interesting I put off I put off starting webs or uh, not start uh putting out like I've been working on my website since college <laughs> like I've had my doni- domain name and my like Squarespace I built my website in Squarespace yeah. um like since college and I've just kind of been like oh this isn't perfect like oh I need to change this and I finally gave myself a deadline um I can't remember I think September maybe or no it might have been yeah it was September it was like September 15th or whatever I gave myself it was like you have to publish it by then, um, mm-hmm. which is months after I moved here and started a company. And it's really funny. After I published my website, um, I got a lot more, like, uh, corporate clients. Like, people saw me as, like, an actual business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, like, have, like, my LLC disclaimer on there and things like that. So I, saw, I think people, like, were like, oh, like, you're... Like you're legit. Legit, yeah. yeah. Not that you have to be legit to start. Yeah, I mean, you started without a website. Yeah, so. there you go. I started yeah. for months. Um but yeah, so it was funny when I did that. Um, I get a lot of, uh, I have like a contact me on my website. So I have clients through there, but it's mo- mainly through referral mm-hmm. um, and through that's kind of now where it is. And I'll reach out to some people, but it's usually it's, it's someone that like I admire or someone that like I you know I really like the content they're producing because mm-hmm. um, I work with a lot of people in like the content creator influencer industry. So um yeah, it just kind of depends, but I don't do too much, like, outreach anymore. Um, yeah. But for Instagram, also, like, I know Shelly's been on your podcast. Like, mm-hmm. I met Shelly through Instagram, and it's – I've met a couple other people, like, that are non-traditional career people, like, yeah. that yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. a nine-to-five, um, also, which has been really fun to, like, have friends that can – because you can bring guests to the wing and things like that, so it's nice to have people to work with, like, during totally, the day. Totally, totally. I'm going to take a quick break to tell you guys about our sponsor – You guys all know what Spotify is, but on Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free, so you do not need to have a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one that you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. Premium users can download episodes to listen to offline wherever you are, and you can also easily share what you're listening to with your friends on Instagram. So if you're listening to this ad right now, you should take a pause and share your podcast, or share my podcast, I should say, on your Instagram story and let other people know where to find it. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app, search for The Real Real Podcast on Spotify, or browse podcasts in your library tab. Also, make sure to follow me so you never miss an episode of The Real Real Podcast. And for 
Okay, this might be not an uncomfortable question, but how do you determine your rates? It's a taboo topic. People don't talk about it. You don't need to say your rates, but like, how do you determine them? I feel like for a lot of freelancers, that is the number one thing that is scaring them. No, I get a lot of DMs asking me like, you know, and I think it's also hard. Like if I were to tell you what my rate is, it's not applicable to like many other, like it's it's different in every city. It's different where you are. It's different on your skill set, who you're working with. But there's this awesome, uh, it's called Freelancing Females. And it's a, they have a Facebook page and they have an Instagram and stuff, but they have a website. And if you join their mailing list, you can get a, a document. And if you join, you have to fill out this form. And it's anonymous. And it's, I mean, I think when I joined it, it was like 26,000 people had entered their information of what they charge, wow. what, what they do. Oh my gosh, I'm looking them <laughs> up right now. Yeah, it's an awesome doc. And it's perfect because what it does is it shows you based on your location. So, um, I charge the same, like, I have packages, but then I charge the same hourly rate right now for everyone. But, like, say that you're in, um, I'm trying to think of a state. Uh, North Carolina. Yeah, North, <laughs> yeah, there you go, North Carolina. Say that you're in North Carolina. People are probably, if you're doing local work in New York versus North Carolina, people are probably charging less in North Carolina. So it's important to know what your competitors and, like, your around your area. But this docket also gives you uh, people to fill out their, like, amount of experience. Um so yeah, but since I started, so when I start like started doing more regular hourly freelance in March, um, that's like when I first like started doing at least like fifteen hours a week when I was full time in school. Um, I've raised my prices I think like four times. So when I get like, and that's totally okay. I think yeah. people are scared to like put a number to it. But I was reading this book, which if you need to read it, it's so good. Um, Chillpreneur. Oh, I've It's that. so good. And she was talking about like setting prices and she's like, just set a freaking price and then you yeah. can change it. Yeah, like, it's okay. You to can change it. it later. You can raise it later. You can lower it later. Like, yeah. but just set it. Like, don't let that be the thing holding you back. Yeah. And it's, I, I, I can't remember if I listened to it on a podcast or read in a book, but somewhere I, I heard read um, that this girl, or I think it was a woman that said it, but she said, um, if you, get too busy that you don't know what to do with yourself like if you're too busy and you're stressed raise your prices yeah and I've done that yeah. twice now where I was like booked for the next like two months and I was like I like I don't know I'm like I keep saying no to stuff mm-hmm. so I raise my prices and which sounds like kind of like but I haven't had I don't really have I've well that heard. means you're in demand also. yeah it means you're in mm-hmm. demand and I've only had probably like two people ever say like I can't um and sometimes people are like really sweet and are like you know I um, I can't afford this right now, but like I'm gonna save up and stuff, and I'll set up like payment plans mm-hmm. and things like that. I don't do it for a lot, but you know, if it's a client that's like I'm trying to start this blog or I'm trying to, I'm if it's a woman, I work mainly with women entrepreneurs, but if it's someone just trying to start out and trying to get like just a logo done and like they're just trying to start or like a podcast, I do a lot mm-hmm. of podcast covers. Um, I definitely like will do like two, you know, pay in two chunks type of thing, yeah. but. I've also like changed my the way I like intake clients and the way I charge clients and things like that based on I've had like five clients that have taught me like really major lessons Mm -hmm. um of like contracts of deposits of all that kind of thing yeah Um, what are all the technical things that you need to do because that's something I want to talk about because people don't talk about that either it's like oh yeah just start a freelance or start freelancing and just make graphics like no what are the technical things people don't talk about real before I get into that I I just started I just launched it um it's called golden hour guild and this is kind of what made me that no one talks about this stuff no one talks about pricing and stuff like that and um it's just an online community of like a space where you have to apply to join it and so it's meant to be for people that are like just starting out or just wanting to start freelancing and things like that 
um, where you can ask these type of questions and like it's a safe space. It's not like a giant Facebook group that you feel like your question will get missed or lost or like people yeah. won't answer it um, or you'll like be judged. So it's meant to be like a a nice safe space for um, new entrepreneurs. But w- this is like something that's come up um, that. But yeah, so I use I, I use something called Bonsai. There's a ton of um, um, client management platforms. Um, and I originally had a, a contract that I had like found online. I like I think I I can't even remember how I I somehow had a contract that I like drafted and then would send to clients and things like that. But mm-hmm. I started doing using Bonsai, which it's the same thing as like HoneyBooks or mm-hmm. HoneyBook or any of those. But um, yeah, so what I do is I. Um, you can start a proposal on it. So that's how, like, usually I, so from start to finish, I'll start, like, start from the beginning. But I always set up a call first with clients, um, and we chat about the project and if we're a good fit. And I ask them about, like, their timeline and all that kind of stuff and make sure we're on the same page and, you know, how what kind of project they're looking for or if they're looking for multiple pieces to a project and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I send them a proposal with everything we talked about in the call with pricing structure with their deposit like amount everything like that I charge 40% of packages or if it's an hourly rate um depending on if I can um I usually charge 40% of my like estimated amount and it's never which how that works out with hourly is um if you charge them 40% of your estimated amount even if even if it's less you're still not going to be like you're not going to be going over so you're not gonna have to pay them back they'll just pay less than what your estimated total was um right so that's what how it works for me um yeah, so bonsai is really nice. It's all included. So I do the um, that what is it called? Um, <laughs> like the sending the contracts out? Uh, no, the proposal. Oh, the so proposal. proposal. <laughs> proposal, and then a contract, and then an invoice for a deposit, and then work with them. You know, do our and everything's in bonsai, so it's all yeah. organized. Yeah, yeah and it's so really smart. nice, and it splits the invoices into deposit and end of work, which is how I do it. Some people do if it's like a long project, they'll like split the payment up, um, but yeah, and then I usually I used to do text messages for clients. Like I used to um, like send them stuff via text. Now I just do email because it was getting. Um, I needed to find work life balance. Yeah, yeah. It's I like email chains because then you can just look up the person's name and yep. it's all there. It's all there and it's really nice. And I I'm a a little bit of a type A uh, with emails and things like that. So I like color code color code them and I have like a file for each oh I need to start doing that I'm really bad about that I actually that's one thing I need to organize my emails better I like I um I think once you start at one business it's weird like I've read I took an entrepreneurial class in college and I um I took like two entrepreneurial classes in college and I've read a ton of books um about it and stuff like that and it's funny a ton of people say like once you start one business which mine isn't like a serve you know it's a service based business but it's not like I'm it's like selling but like once you start one you want to start another one yeah and I would love to start like a digital That's organizing so business that it'd is be, so true it'd be so fun because I am I used to do it in college I used to like help people I was like a peer counselor so I'd like help people hey start a <laughs> like kind of like coaching would be like for an organi- for yeah, organizing for organizing help people get their life together like Marie Kondo for your digital for friend. gmail for yeah, gmail, <laughs> gmail Marie Kondo That's and so calendar funny. and all those kind of things yeah. and files oh my gosh I need to have you on for another episode on just organizing I like I'm actually serious that would be a really be great fun. episode yeah and what is your best advice for someone who wants to get into, um, I guess, freelance? What we said before, number one is start a social media. And even if you want to keep it private, like if you're like, first of all, 
don't be embarrassed for yeah, wanting to don't s- keep it private yeah don't keep it yeah, yeah. I, I take that back don't keep it private like don't be embarrassed promote yourself and like be I'm like not a super um like I have a hard time self self-promoting and um I like for a lot of times I kept like my Instagram separate I didn't even like tag my like creative handle in mm-hmm. my personal and I recently not recently I did it like when I first moved here but um yeah, it took me some time to, like, get comfortable with that. But get comfortable with that and start an Instagram and start putting stuff up on your Instagram. And another part, not to keep talking about it, but my Golden Hour Guild thing I started. Um, no, I'm going to have that in the show notes. At least, like, the Instagram, if you have the website up by yeah. now, I'll do that. And we, we have a creativity challenge. So every Tuesday and Thursday, I post, like, a um, something you should create. So if you can't get clients yet, that's a great way to start creating content for your Instagram. It's, like creating mood boards and creating logos and things like that um and so it's a great way to start somewhere Mm -hmm. if you don't and then my number one tip for if you've already have that done or if you're wanting to like start finding clients is start local like Mm -hmm. start with your local wherever you are like look for local like small businesses that are starting local fitness studios that are starting anything like that um and a lot of times it is creating like graphic design stuff for social but it's like the best place to start is starting local because then you can gr- only grow from there. And yeah. it's also great to start with someone in person so you can get live feedback. I think that's something that really helped me um, like better my ability and like figure out exactly like how to improve my skills was working with someone that could tell me like, here's fix this and that. Yeah, no, I think that's such good advice. And it is so different like finding someone in person and working with them in person I feel like I mean it's nice that you can do things virtually but it's nice having that option too and you can of course you can start virtually and locally you know at the same time but I think that like if you're trying to find clients it's hard sometimes if you don't have any presence on social or anything like that and you're just reaching out to people and you're like hey I'd love to do graphic design for you um it's great to start and also if you start locally if you live like I mean I grew up in like a small town so I went to college in Columbia South Carolina USA so um so it's like pretty small and that you know it spreads word of mouth is great there but that's even a city so like no matter like I feel like in even even in New York if you start like with small places like a yoga studio here yeah yeah exactly (laughs) yeah so I think that starting local is a great place to just kind of plant your feet and get started yeah no well I have loved having you on this podcast where can they find you I like I'm gonna plug everything (laughs) in the show notes but where can they find you yeah so my creative account is esm.creative um golden hour guild is just at golden hour guild and then my personal instagram is emma mcgoldrick 24 and my website is tagged on or uh, linked in all those and it's emma mcgoldrick.com Awesome. Well, I'm going to have all that in the show notes. But thank you so much, Emma, for coming on the podcast. Loved having you. And I'm going to have you on for a second episode because <laughs> so this was not enough me. time. So <laughs> yeah, we can talk about all about organization. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening to the to today's episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I loved interviewing Emma. She's so, so nice. And of course, follow her for all of the pretty pictures that she posts. I am obsessed with her stuff. I think it's so good and it's so cute. But anyways, be sure to follow her. Be sure to join the private Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram, all of that good stuff. And I will see you guys next week's episode of The Real Real Podcast. Hey, my name is Lovan Rumpf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. 
At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here, and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.